Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 and the Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. Pass it for the puck push Davis. Out in front, Tarasenko scores! Oh, there's the line we said! Had to show up for the Blues! And they just did! Bushnevich, Tarasenko, St. Louis got the lead! Third football at five with a little hockey? Hey, man, I, I know what we have planned for football at five, so I think the hockey makes sense. Oh. Does it not? It does. Yeah. It does. Very yeah. good. I by, like it. By the way, do you have any... Well, oh, they said the team. Never mind. I was going to ask you if you knew who Tarasenko played for. Nah, you, I wouldn't have. Yeah. The St. Louis. Have you been watching a lot of the hockey? Oh, yeah. But you, it's interesting, right? The series are all, like, knotted up or close to it. or You know, they're really yeah. good series. But, but the games haven't been very good. Yeah, a lot of the games have been blowouts, um, especially by the scoreline. Some of them have been closer but ended up getting out of hand late. Um, but, yeah, a lot of the games are, are close. It's been a good series most part, um, and we're going to see how it plays out. But, yeah, there's been a lot of good series. But, yeah, I've been locked in. Brent Martineau, Casey Kurtz, and do we have Brian Middleton, or is he still, like, on the phone or something? Yeah, he's he's in the – I don't know where he's at. Calling his bookie or yeah, he's a, like He's that. around here somewhere. We'll uh, find him. So he'll be here with us in the 5 o'clock hour. Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. How about a congratulations to the UNF Ospreys? They win 4-1, to one, get that big three-run inning, and uh, they will play tomorrow morning, I think, against Central Arkansas. We're swooping. At uh, 10 a.m., so we want to catch some ball in the morning out 10 here. 10 a.m. 10 a.m. game. I think there's four games tomorrow, so uh, that's a – Nice win to get things rolling here uh, for a UNF Osprey team that's very good and capable of winning this tournament here on their home field. Uh, that, by the way, will take place all the way through uh, Saturday. Uh, Doug Peterson, you mentioned he dropped the puck yesterday. You know, that was he did a good job with that. Yeah, but what did I tell you, Brent? The picture's always awkward. And go back and look. Dougie P's looking down where he's going to drop the puck, which makes sense. You got one dude looking at the camera, and you got another dude not looking at the camera. I told you, nobody's ever looking at the same spot. <laughs> Never. Uh, yeah, that's true. Um, it, it was, but I didn't sense. Like, I was out there on the ice, by the way. Camera, camera in hand. Really? Were you on a carpet? Don't cap here, Brent. Were you no. on the ice, or were you on the carpet? No, I was um, on the ice. The carpet was there. And I walked back on the carpet, carpet, but yeah. uh, I was on the ice. with, And so I was like, uh-oh, this could be a disaster. That would have been awesome. Right? Yeah. But uh, but it wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't. Um, but I thought anyway, the whole thing was like, it wasn't bad. Like, it wasn't, I, I understand what you're saying about the awkward nature of it, but it wasn't that awkward. Like, it was kind of cool. Like, the whole photo op and the, sh the shots looked good. Let me tell you something about what's crazy about today's technology, too. A little mm -hmm. inside the business. I believe yesterday, the video I took off the phone was better than the video I took using, like, a $40,000 camera. Interesting. It's just the lighting and the way stuff pops. And, and, and now, listen, a very good photographer probably would have made the $40,000 camera work. Better. You'd hope, yeah. Like, I'm pretty like just it, average at that. So, like, if Marcel was doing it, you're saying? Uh, 
yeah, we'll give Marcel props. I was trying to, and you, then you kind of, you know, you hesitated a little bit. You yellow-lighted it. You could have just gone straight forward, but that's okay. We'll move yeah, on. Yeah, I was just trying to think if Marcel would have made it on the ice or if he would have slipped and fell. Well, listen, no. I, I considered that, and I left that part out, but I thought about it. I don't know if Marcel makes it out there, to be honest with you. Yeah, I don't either. I'm not sure. But anyway, my point being, it's amazing that even that way I have this discussion, the technology is amazing. Like, the iPhone is amazing. The iPhone's I mean, just one of the greatest inventions of all time. That, that's it, simply put. Uh, one other side note before I get into uh, Doug Peterson, what he had to say. I just, uh, a couple of bathroom things here. Um, huh? Just went to, ran a, and, and gone to the bathroom here at UNF. Okay. Might have um, been the highest urinal I've ever been to in my life. Really? Yeah. You know, like, you have, like, the little urinals, and you're like, uh, those are, like, the baby urinals. Yeah. But this was, like, the... It might have been like that. Like, I felt like I needed a step stool. Interesting. And they're new, right? New like, bathrooms? if you're, like, not to call him out or anything, but he's in Peru. But if you're, like, Stuart Weber's size, you oh, might no. have to use a different urinal. Oh, no. So, oh, no. like, I don't, I, I don't know if they measured it differently yeah. when they hung the thing. Right. It just maybe a, a technical error. I don't know. But it was definitely, like, like, Brian Middleton's, like, six foot eight. He wouldn't have a problem. Right. Like five foot ten and a half, Brent. Like it was, it was a challenge. Uh, not really, but it was close. It was noticeable. It was closer than it needed to be. Yeah, it was. So there's that. The other thing is, there's I texted. Uh, um, I texted my wife today, and so, like recently, the last couple of weeks, for whatever reason, it feels like I don't know what kind of toothpaste we're using, but. The tube of toothpaste, it's just like it's been, like, spilling all over the, the the bathroom countertop. Okay. Okay? Like, so after it's done, it's like, like, there's toothpaste, like, everywhere. Yep. And so, you know, you use it a couple of times, like, yeah, whatever, nobody's going to see this, who cares, who cares? And then all of a sudden, it starts adding up, and there's, like, toothpaste everywhere. And I'm like, I, I got to clean all this up. So I clean it up. I'm like, what is up with this toothpaste thing? Like, it's just like leaking toothpaste. And so we actually, I, I got toward the end of it. I was like, I threw that thing out, and I got the next tube of toothpaste. And so uh, I have made a concerted effort this week to make sure, like, there's no toothpaste, like, on the countertop or in the sink. Like, you know what I'm talking about, right? Mm -hmm. Like, sometimes you put toothpaste on the brush, and... Then it just keeps coming out of the tube, and it ends up, like, in the sink or the – or, and then it hardens up, you know? Like, you, you with me? Yeah, I'm with you. Well, so I make this concerted effort to make sure that didn't happen, like, close the tube. Because that's sure. part of the problem. Yep. It's like you leave the top open. Mm-hmm. Well, today, I noticed – this was my second brushing of my teeth, by the way, before I left. Okay. Just to let you know, dentist – and I, I noticed, I'm like, what the heck? There's toothpaste coming out of the, the tube, and it's on the counter. And I know I closed it because I made an effort to do this. So I texted Steph, and I said, and she was at lunch with somebody. And I said, I was trying to not spill the toothpaste everywhere. I closed it up. I put you in capital letters are the offender. Careless toothbrushing. Careless toothbrushing. So... I put that to her. She wrote back. She said, whatever. 
I closed it up today. <laughs> All right. It was a great exchange. So take that to the bank for uh, your future years of marriage. Will do. <laughs> I will do that. And then now when you go uh, brush your teeth, you'll make sure you close. The See, like this one didn't even have a cap on it. Yep. This was one of those that looks like the, like, you know, the twisty cap. Like uh -huh. th this was not the twisty cap. Okay. This was like the 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 snap cap back on. Yeah. You know, like think about like uh, like a ketchup bottle. No, I'm thinking about the toothpaste I have that's also a snap cap. But oh, yes. yours is a snap cap. Yes. You know, because if you don't snap it, sometimes like the thing starts dangling. <laughs> yes. And then the toothpaste comes out. Uh -huh. That's how we get to this situation today. So that's it. Is Middleton still on the phone? Yeah, I don't know where he's at. Hey, shoot, man. I mean, we invite the guy to the show for 5 o'clock hour, and now he's not even here. Yeah, I told him. I'm like, hey, we got this thing with Doug P. Like, you can finish up that. I didn't know this is what we were doing. All right. Let's talk about Doug Peterson. I Like, I thought, uh, you know. I put Doug Peterson this, on hold for toothpaste. This so. might have been my fault. Like, I feel like we can't blame Brian Middleton on this one. This might be my fault. Um, overrated or underrated that Doug Peterson has been out at the shrimp and out and about and uh, dropping the puck at the ice. Been, uh, should we care about that? Do you like that? Um, what do you think? Yeah, I was going to bring that up. I, I think we should care because it feels like Doug Peterson cares. So if Doug Peterson cares enough to go out into the community and eat uh, the clip you posted on Twitter, he said a little bit like, when he goes out to dinner, too. Like, he wants to be seen and wants to be out and kind of connect with the people. So I do appreciate what he's doing. Um, so, yeah, I think it is, like, in terms of, like, big deals, like, small deal, like, there's nothing going on in the NFL right now. So is it a big deal? Yeah, because I think he's he's doing a good thing to kind of become one with the fan base. All right. Uh, listen, we're going to hear from Doug Peterson in a moment, but first we're going to hear from Marcy Higgs, who's joining us. Casey, talk for another moment about Doug so I can get the camera set up so everybody at home can see uh, – Coach. Uh, okay, another minute on Doug. Uh, like I said, I think it's pretty cool that he was out there. Uh, you know, the drop of the puck, like I said, as I predicted, was a bit awkward. Nobody's looking at the camera. Nobody's doing the right thing, although Brent was out there trying to get everything hooked up like he is right now with the camera. Brent, I'm not going to lie, I don't have much else to say about this because that's pretty much how I feel about it. So hopefully your camera skills oh, are just about done. It looks like they are. Yeah, they are. They are done. Uh, more, we'll hear from Doug Peterson in just a bit. But uh, I do think it's a good thing that he's out there at these games and community. And um, I asked him a little bit about that, how important it is in this market. You know, he comes from Philadelphia. You can get lost in the Philly market. There's also four major pro sports teams. Uh, but I wonder how he feels and knows about that here in Jacksonville and how much it matters and means and how you can kind of reach out and touch people here in Jacksonville in a different way. I think players have learned that over the years as well. So more Doug Peterson talk in just a moment. Brent Martin, Casey Kurtz, Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. Casey's back in the studio, Coach Higgs, and he's happy he's a North Florida guy. He's a UNF guy. So um, congratulations as uh, you guys get the W here in uh, the A-Sun softball tournament. Uh, got that big fifth in and they got the job done, huh? Yeah, I mean, this is kind of postseason softball, you know what I mean? Like, no lead is safe. you got to play the full <laughs> seven innings. If you let up for a second, you got somebody coming after you. So, I mean, Kennesaw is always super scrappy. Um, even when they played here before, it was like tight games. And, you know, we have a lead and they come climbing back and, um, it's just a battle back and forth, so great game. Yeah, we had Nick on, actually. Uh, he was the good luck charm. Actually, he relinquished the lead while he was on and then got it back while he was on. So he had turned out to be the good luck charm. Um, 
But I said it to them because you guys had that inning where they score and it's second and third and then it's runners on the corners. I mean, that's what your game is all about. I mean, there's always threats, but you got to be able to put out the fire, don't you? Yeah, we definitely do. And I gave, you know, Clausen a lot of credit. I, I think she would tell you it probably wasn't her sharpest game. Um, but she does a great job. I mean, she, there's no position she hasn't been in. She's a senior. She's kind of been through the gamut this year. You know, put her in, bases loaded with one out in certain games and ask her to, like, save the day. And, you know, she's done a great job all year for us. And, you know, the changeup's pretty nasty. And if she can keep people off balance, we're getting ground balls. We just got to make plays. How do you view this? I mean, you know the situation. You guys obviously want to win this thing, and, and you've got a lot of good competition between Central Arkansas. Liberty's been the class of the conference, even though you guys have been fantastic all year. Uh, you just got to go get another one tomorrow morning, I guess, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, this is one of those things where you just can't get too far ahead of yourself, and we've spent this whole time kind of focusing on, you know, Kennesaw Stetson, and as soon as Kennesaw won that game last night, which was a great game, a lot of fun to watch, um, spent the last 24 hours prepping for Kennesaw, and now we'll flip the page right now, head back to the office, start prepping for Central Arkansas. But, I mean, you, you can't look past anybody, obviously. And, you know, we, we won the series against Central Arkansas, but, like, they were three tight games, so we're going to have to play a little bit better than we did today. Marcy Higgs with us, uh, UNF softball coach, coming off a 4-1 to win over Kennesaw State here on the home field. You know, some teams like to go on the road this time of year. Uh, you guys get a little home cooking. Are you enjoying that part of it, or are you embracing that being in the uh, – the comfy kind confines yeah no it's it's great sleeping in our own bed and you know being able to kind of come and go and familiar with our field and all of that i mean everything helps we'll take whatever advantage we can get at this point It'd be nice to be carrying some home field you know home team advantage but you know we'll play the, as a visitor tomorrow and take it as an opportunity to score first you just mentioned you're going to go do some work on central arkansas obviously you played them you say you already have some scouting report what does that entail like we know that i think in in football right we know that in basketball like you can kind of see it do they play a zone do they do this i mean what is that in softball i mean are, are you just working on how to pitch certain hitters um what you might see from them on the, in the circle what yeah. is that um well as a coaching staff we kind of have the responsibilities split up pretty well so it allows us to be a little bit more thorough i think in the way that we're reviewing film but the nice thing now is like with being on espn plus and all of that we have a ton of film we can watch um, you know, I'm responsible for calling pitches, so I'm looking at all the hitters and trying to find a weakness in their swing and, you know, how we're going to throw them and come up with a game plan. And, um, you know, Radke is looking at their pitchers and trying to give our offense every advantage that we can get. So, I mean, it, it's it's crazy. It, it's become, you know, quite a whirlwind of information, which is nice. We've got spray charts, so we kind of know where hitters like to hit, where they hit for power. Um, so for us, it's just we try to keep it simple for the girls, give them the necessary information and tell them, like, you go out and play your game, and, like, we're worried about the rest. You, you've been doing this a long time, so that has evolved with the technology and how much the sport is now on television? Yeah, we used to have to rely on calling your friends and coaching and asking, like, <laughs> what did you see from this team and what did you see from that team? And now it's, like, a ton of, like, actual, like, analytics and stuff like that, which is really awesome. A lot of exposure for the sport. One last uh, thing for you. Marcy Higgs with us, you and a softball coach, as they get a win 4-1 to here in the home field in the ASUN uh, softball tournament. You guys are having an unbelievable year. It's been fantastic uh, on many levels. How fun has it been? Uh, do you feel that in the dugout? Do you feel that in practices? Uh, or does that come with a certain amount of pressure as well uh, to kind of finish the deal when you're playing really well? Um, I, I don't know that we felt a whole lot of pressure with it. I, I think we we preach to the girls to really stay focused on the process. and. You know, if you stay focused on doing all the little things well, the big things are going to happen. And 40's been kind of elusive for us. You know what I mean? It's taken a little longer than I would have liked at this point. I feel like, you know, it's, it's kind of been in your mind. So now, like, that's done with and we can kind of move forward. But 
Um, I, I don't know. Like we have, we have a lot of really good chemistry. People that are players, you know, and coaches buying into the process and buying into what we're doing, and it's just a matter of them you know, gelling on the field. And at this time of year, it's really. You go out and do you and do what you've been doing all year. We've been working to get to this point, so now it's just play the game. Yeah, and you don't have to worry about exams or anything else. Nope. School's done, so that's cool, <laughs> that's right? That's right. That makes it probably easier for you, too, right? Yeah, school gets in the way. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. <laughs> Listen, I hear you. I hear you. Hey, Marcy Higgs, congrats on a good win. Good luck tomorrow morning. Thanks so much. All I right. appreciate that's it. That's Marcy Higgs, UNF softball coach. They get a 4-1 to win over... Kennesaw State here in the A-Sun softball tournament. Uh, good to have uh, Coach Higgs on Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. And that is, by the way, their 40th win of the year uh, for the UNF Ospreys. So uh, elusive it has been, but they got it out of the way, and now they look for 41 tomorrow and try to continue this run. That Central Arkansas is very good, by the way, and uh, so is Liberty. Liberty uh, in Listen, it's a tournament, so anybody can win. But those are probably the two biggest contenders right up against uh, the University of North Florida. Brent Martineau, Casey Kurtz, and maybe Brian Middleton back in the Action Sports Shack studios. Uh, football at 5 uh, will roll on. Casey, is Middleton going to join us or what? He's here. Oh, there he is. Yeah, I'm here, man. That's good. What's happening today, man? Nothing too much, man. Trying to get in here, man, uh, jump on for an hour with you guys, talk a little sports. Or toothpaste. Or toothpaste. We had urinal talk, toothpaste talk, and then sports talk. Okay. <laughs> That's pretty much, yeah. Yeah. And, like, this is real-life stuff, man. Like, don't be shy. Don't be Don't be worried about it. Like, Why do you look so buff in this shot? Or an educate. Is that me? We're an educational program. Yeah, you. Or entertainment program. We're a real-life program. Talk about yelling at umpires. We talk about urinals that are too tall sometimes. I mean, and toothpaste that should be closed at home. So don't move. You look incredibly jacked right now on the feed. You do. You right take now? a screenshot right now. I just took a picture. I'm sending it to you. Yeah. You look jacked. New profile pic on LinkedIn right there. Yeah. Hey, you know what? I'm doing one of those. Like, I didn't do this intentionally, but now that you're saying it, maybe I should do it a little bit more. You know, like one of those tricks where you get, like, your arms crossed like I do? And I'm actually, like, inflating my biceps a little bit by... Pushing my hands yeah. on it. No, that's so what I'm you saying. You look, you look jacked. You look yoked. There we go. See that? Um, I am, Casey. I am. Yeah, that's fair. Did my push-ups yesterday. Middleton, how many jobs do you have? This is not good. Uh, let's see. Uh, well, does it count if I get paid or not? Nah, like this one, you don't get paid, so this counts. Oh, I don't count this, this as a job, but okay. Yeah, if don't tell count the this one, that. I have, okay, uh... Four. Okay, so this, which we've asked you to come on for another hour a couple times. Tread lightly, so Brent. Uh-huh. All right. And then uh, you've got your overnight TV job, Master Control. So, like, if, if you're watching CBS 47, Fox 30, around, like, 2 in the morning, it goes to color bars, that's Brian Middleton's fault. Yes. Uh, you know, I won't Don't do either it. confirm or deny if that's ever happened. <laughs> yeah. leave that Not too air. many people, by the way, see that if you mess up. So that's good. Enough people do. Enough people do. Yeah. Um, what else you got? Anything that you can share? Or, I mean, if you're doing any illegal activities, please don't share. Yeah, you know, but I kind of keep that close to the vest. Uh, th nah, uh, I do uh, deal in vending. So that's more of a self-employment type deal. Like vending machines? Yeah, well, machine. You oh, know, machine. I appreciate the S on there. Uh, hopefully I can make that happen. Like, that could be a pretty good business, though, right? No, absolutely. That's fascinating. No, nah, it is, man. It's a, it's a real underrated business, uh, even nowadays. So... All right, I, I, can't, I want a little more on the vending machine business. Are you willing to share? I'll share what I can. Okay, good. I mean, it's not like some underground business. 
Like, you never know. Like, this isn't like a logger mat or something that's not really not a logger mat, is it? I don't know. I, we're going to have to find out. All right. Or not. Does anybody say logger mat anymore? That's like super old school. Football at five, uh, we will hear from Doug Peterson, as well as find out what a business in vending machines is like. Unconfirmed. On Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. And this housing market is absolutely bonkers these days, right? You watch the housing market boom in Northeast Florida. And it makes you think about taking advantage of the market if you're selling. What if you could sell your home and skip all the hard parts? Well, you can at opendoor.com. We've changed the way we do a lot of different things in life. This is the new way to sell your home. Go to opendoor.com. You visit the website. You answer a couple minutes worth of questions. Seriously, just like two or three minutes. That's it. They'll send you an offer if you're eligible moving next month, next year, or just thinking about moving, just try opendoor.com. It's easy. Skip the hassles and hurdles of listings, showings, and potential obstacles that you get in the selling process. Just sell it to opendoor at opendoor.com. Hundreds of thousands of homeowners are requesting offers, and you can be the next one to do so. Sell your home and skip the hard parts. Get your free offer at opendoor.com slash myoffer. Offer eligibility varies. Opendoor is represented by Opendoor Brokerage Incorporated, licensed 02061130 in California and Open Door Brokerage, LLC, and its other markets. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Brent Martineau, Casey Kurtz, Brian Middleton on a Wednesday, right? Today's Wednesday, I think so, nonetheless. But uh, that's what we're doing on a Wednesday, rolling along. OT comes up after this. No Jumbo Shrimp Baseball tonight. They played earlier this morning. So that's the update for the rest of the night. But right now, we're talking to Captain Rick Riles, the Florida Sportsman Fishing Report. Captain Rick, what's up with you? Hey, boys, how we doing? Fantastic. Surviving. Good deal. I, I tell you, today is not as much a fishing report as it is a fishing forecast. Now, the old-timers always told us that northeasters, like we've had, blow in odd increments. That means they blow for a day or three days, five days, seven days. Well, it looks to me like tomorrow's going to be day number three, and it's going to wrap up this northeaster. And that's why this, this is why that's important. The, uh, so many of the mahi and the tuna and the sailfish and marlin that quite often travel on the east side of the Gulf Stream will actually be blown across the Gulf Stream to our side by this northeast wind. And I am looking for spectacular fishing if it lays down enough on Saturday, but certainly on Sunday, particularly for the bigger boats. Inshore, the redfish have been really tough the last couple of days. It's hard to get them going on these flats because they are so muddy. The wind has chopped up the water quite a bit, and that makes the water muddy. So the guys who have been successful have been anchoring underneath the Wonderwood Bridge and catching big bull reds. That's been about the best thing going on right now. But better days are ahead, Brent Martineau. Starting on Saturday, we're going to be in for a good stretch of good weather. And we're going to be back to give you an update on it tomorrow afternoon with another fishing report. Brought to you by Workman's Quick Fix Plumbing and CSS Landscaping. Thanks, Captain Rick. We need that weather to get a little bit better. Have a good one. We'll talk to you again tomorrow, and hopefully the fishing gets better uh, here in Northeast Florida. The Florida Sportsman Fishing Report, it's always good with Captain Rick Riles. And you can listen to the show, by the way, 7 a.m. on ESPN 690 on Saturdays. Brent Martin, Casey Kurtz, Brian Middleton, back at it. We were talking Doug Peterson. Uh, by the way, one note. If you can see the video feeds, if you're on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, or Twitch, look at that grounds crew for the UNS softball team. Those guys getting it done. I mean, this is... I kind of want their job, actually. It's like a fun job, although you work a lot of hours. Probably not as fun as it makes out to be. This field, I was noticing this in the pregame. 
And now I'm going to really blow some smoke with these guys, but I, I mean it because I genuinely thought it. And I'll share a video later. It looks like it's artificial turf out on the dirt. That's how nice this thing is. Mm. That's dirt. Doesn't it look like artificial turf behind me? Can you tell? Probably not. <laughs> I can't tell. <laughs> uh, there is some artificial turf, by the way, like around home plate, like uh, behind in the blue. But the rest of I see that. Yep. It's dirt. And it, like, I'm actually questioning as I say it's dirt, like, is it really dirt? But I know it's dirt because I saw them moving the dirt. Do they have barrels of dirt or uh, wheelbarrows of dirt, like, no. to fill in? No, but they got the rakes. Like, they've, they did the rakes before. Like, that's how good, it's amazing. Like, it really, My I'll take a picture cool. and send it to you guys. All right, let's get back to Doug Peterson. Would you guys like, that'd be a fun job, huh? Work the grounds crew? I, baseball field? I used to, so my friend Kevin and me really wanted to be grounds crew people for uh, a long time, actually. Like, we, like, when I was in college, we had tarp duty, and tarp that's duty sure. sucked. It's like, worse. it was the worst. Yeah. Like, it's like, like you got to go, listen, kids, if you can get better and play at a place where you don't have to do the tarp, like, you're winning in life. That's facts. But tarp duty was the absolute worst. You had to change out of your spikes, you had to put on your sneakers, and you had to go get this tarp that was partly ripped up, and the wind was blowing, and some moron that you played with didn't know what the hell he was doing, and the wind grabbed the tarp, and it started flying away into the woods in right field. Yeah, you know what was the worst about the tarp is what you just said. Like, it already had holes in it, but we couldn't wear cleats on it. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's because those knuckleheads had already worn the cleats on it and right. put holes in it. Right, so it's not going to get any better. Let me wear the cleats. I don't got time to change. The tarp. Tarp. Du tarp duty sucks, but tarp duty would be way better in softball, man. There's a lot less tarp to do. That's true. <laughs> way better. I had to do tarp. I, I worked for the Pawtucket Red Sox, too. I had to do uh, uh, tarp duty there, too. Really? But tarp duty in college, just there's just something about it. I don't know if it was a time of my life that I didn't want to do it, but, like, we still to this day, if I see guys I played college baseball with, we'll still say tarp duty sucks. Yeah. They're just off. Yeah. All right. Now, sorry. But but this is a fun job. Like, uh, walk at the baseball ground. It's fun until it rains. Or it's fun yeah. until there's, like, eight games in a weekend and you're, like, haven't slept. Like, that's what they're probably saying out there right now as they listen to me. But it's a good job on a day like today. They're listening to you gas them up, so they're happy about it. They're getting some love. They should get love, man. It feels like awesome around here. Um, so, uh, anyway. By the uh, way, this is the most anticipated Doug Peterson conversation of all time. It's really not that good, but, <laughs> oh. I mean, it's good enough, but, I mean, not as anticipated. It's I just a 33-minute tease, maybe more. Yeah, true. Well, we had a lot of stuff going on. Um, we did. I agree. Two how things. important is it Doug Peterson is, is, like, the face of this franchise along with Trevor Lawrence? And does it have any more significance because of the Urban Meyer debacle? Yeah, I think it has a ton more significance because of what you just came off of. So I think, uh, obviously, Doug Peterson wasn't here. So I think in an indirect way, or maybe directly, he knows exactly what happened, and he's doing it because of that. But I think you had no relationship with Urban Meyer and the fan base, and that kind of also comes off of COVID as well. You've been dealing with that. So I think Doug Peterson, given the opportunity to be out in the community, make it known, show his face, be one of us, which is what I like to say, I think it's I think it's a huge thing for the fans just to see their coach out and that you could potentially run into him. Yeah, it's that kind of town here. Um, so uh, anyway, we got a chance to catch up with Doug before he uh, dropped the puck uh, for the Iceman last night. Talked a little football, but also the idea of being out in the community uh, with local reporters. Here's the conversation. Starters, uh, you, 
You threw out the first pitch, the shrimp. Now you're dropping the puck, kind of making the rounds on the, the local sports team. Yeah, this is a lot of fun, obviously, to come out and, and support the uh, the local teams, you know. And, and I had a chance to do this in Philadelphia, so I do have some uh, experience uh, doing the puck and the baseball. So this is this is a lot of fun. What's the key to a good puck drop? I really don't know. Just drop it and make sure they don't swing and hit me, I guess. <laughs> That's the key. <laughs> so you've got the uh, rookie minicamp coming up. What's important for these guys who, you know, getting their first taste of life in the NFL uh, to kind of experience these first three? Yeah, well, number one, we want to get through the three days healthy and, and obviously have no injury. But at the same time, we want to be able to practice these guys fast kind of indoctrinate them to how we do things uh, here in Jacksonville and, and um, you know, really get to see them on the grass for the first time and, and uh, you know, get our hands on them and start start the process. Part of it is figuring out how they accept communication and how you communicate to them. Isn't it kind of figuring out how to talk to each other? It is. And, uh, you know, we'll have we'll have some installations on offense, defense, and special teams and really how they can take that to the grass and how we, you know, interact with the players, the questions that they ask us and how they learn. And, and then on top of that, how, how, you know, the speed of practice. And, um, you know, those are the things that we're looking for as a staff, you know, this weekend. Are you a huge hockey fan? You know what? I really am. Um, I enjoy watching hockey. I enjoy coming when I get a chance to come and, and watch it live. I think it's a it's a great sport. It's a physical sport. It's fast-paced. Um, sometimes it's hard to watch the puck when you're watching other things, but uh, I do enjoy watching it. Doug, how important is it for you to get out there? people to kind of see me and my family and my wife and you know that, that we do embrace the community here and, and uh, you know see us out and especially in the off season when when uh, you know we're not playing any games right now and, and so I think I think it is important and we enjoy it you know we enjoy going to dinner or coming to these uh, sporting events like this and and uh, we're going to continue to do it. Well you know I, I it's ironic because I came from a place where, you know, we had the four major sports, right? You have hockey, baseball, basketball, you know, and football, and, and here you kind of have the same thing. So, you know, it's very familiar to us, and uh, we enjoy taking, whether it's the, the coaching staff coming over and, and watching games, watching a baseball game, a hockey game, you know, and obviously football in the fall. So um, it's just a, it's a lot of fun to be able to get out in the community and do it. Uh, the schedule comes out Thursday. Uh, is there anything you're looking for out of that? You already know the, the London game, but is there anything you're looking for? I'd love to see if there's a Monday night or a Sunday night or a Thursday night game, obviously, to see the primetime schedule, you know, and then obviously you try to check to see how many road games in a row you might have or, you know, if you got a home, you know, we don't have many home games, obviously, with seven, but um, mainly the road the road schedule to see if there's any sort of back-to-back, -back, you know, road trips that you have to plan for, but, you know, you always look for those primetime games, and, and uh, it's really a time where you get to showcase your team on national, uh, national TV. Will that Philly game mean anything to you? It'll be a lot of fun. Um, being able to check it out when we're gonna when we're gonna play, and you know, it's just again, it's um, you know, it's gonna be one of the 17 games we do play, and uh, we'll be excited when we get there. That's Doug Peterson last night uh, before the Iceman game. He dropped the puck, of course. Uh, so we will uh, see what happens with the schedule. I thought it was really interesting, guys, that he embraced the idea of primetime games. He's like, let's go, right? Yeah, I mean, he's kind of used to that being with Philly, right? They play in prime time. So, yeah, I mean, it's what you want. You want to have games in prime time. We'll see how that plays out. I'm sure we'll get a Thursday nighter uh, against Tennessee, but, you know, we'll see how that plays out.
I, I can understand it from a logistical standpoint, why, like, if you're a coach, hey, here's how we're going to work this week, that week. You also, matter-of-factly, said, listen, we don't have many home games. I mean, that's just the way it is. So, yeah. like, lining up when you're home and away, he, they know they're going to have a big gap in the schedule. That's just the way it works. Uh, but I, I, do, I really thought it was interesting that he said, hey, let's a Monday night. I haven't heard many coaches say that. Like, hey, kind of like I hope we are in prime time to showcase – the Jacksonville Jaguars. They've won four games in two years. Not sure there's much you want to showcase. But Peterson's like, yeah, let's showcase this stuff. Yeah. I, res- I dig that. It. Yeah, I dig that. That's pretty good. All right, we take a break. Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690 rolls on. And then Action Sports Shacks OT right after this with Casey Kurtz and Brian Middleton. What are we playing next? Cash it or trash it? Uh, yeah, we're going to try to fit it in. And we got some golf picks to do. We got a lot to do in the last segment. So the quicker you get to break, the more time we have for that. So shut up and get to break is what you're saying. More or less. All right. We'll be back on ESPN 690. Well done. A lot to do and only 10 minutes to do at Action Sports Checks on ESPN 690. Brem Martin, Casey Kurtz, Brian Middleton. We got cashier trash. We got golf picks. We're not leaving anything out. On a Wednesday, AT&T, Byron Nelson, TPC, Craig Ranch. Last year, the winner, 25 under par, and it was none other than the boy, K.H. Lee. Shout out K.H. for his first win in his PGA Tour career last year at the AT&T, Byron Nelson. But this year, same situation, birdie fest. Uh, You need someone that's going to make a lot of birdies, and I'm going to pick somebody that does that, Brent. I'm going to pick Sam Burns. Birdie Burns. Birdie Burns. Samuel Holland Burns. Um, we said this earlier in our Dream 18 show, by the way. Why are people why, – why are all these guys backing out lately? I feel like there are more withdrawals going into the tournaments the last two weeks than I can quite remember. Yeah, I think for the two that I saw for the WDs for this week, so – Brooks is never in my like. First of all, you got the major next week, so that plays in. But like, if you want like my best guess, Brooks is never going to win a birdie fest. It's not something he can do. He needs to be in those tighter tournaments. That like, I'm not saying Brooks can't make birdies, but I'm saying he's in a better situation for him in those events where there's like a fight and contention and in major tournaments. Like he's not going to win a birdie fest. And then Brian Harmon's just playing well, so I think part of it's like, hey, let's keep this going and move it into the major instead of playing it to Byron Nelson. Yeah, I got you. I'm going to go with, uh, I don't pick this guy much. Uh, he's probably considered more of a favorite. I doubt he's the favorite. But uh, I'm going to go with uh, Will Zalatoris. Chalk. Is that chalky? Chalk. Or is your, who did you just pick? Sam Burns. I think I think I saw higher odds on, on Zalatoris than Burns. Yeah, that's probably true, but nobody called me out on it. Oh. Yeah. So I, but I called you out on it. Yeah, Sam Burns finished second here last year. He's been pretty incredible for the last about year and a half. So, yeah, I went chalk for sure. But I'm All not, right. you know, I need to catch up. Like, I'm still getting killed. And uh, now we got Brian Middleton who's going to make a pick, who I guess is taking Austin's points. And Austin was so far in last place, it wasn't even funny. Uh, so, Brian, you got a lot of work to do. Uh, that's fair. Like, listen, I just found out about this tournament. I don't know how long they've been preparing for it. Uh, and I'm looking at some of the names on the roster. Uh, you tried to tell me the last name. C- Christian uh, Busenhout. Close yep. enough? Close yeah. enough. I uh, thought about him. Nah. I saw some dude named Charles Howell III. Sounded official. Nah. Cameron Champ. Seems like a pump fake, though, right? You want to go with the champ. I'm going to go with Taylor Gooch. 
Taylor Gooch for the win. It's actually a good pick. That's a good pick. It's a great pick. <laughs> but I do not know exactly why. I feel confident in it, though. Yeah, well, that the, I'm not mad at Taylor Gooch. He's good. And he's boys with Sam Burns, by the way. That's just like a little side note. Gotcha. Yeah. How far behind uh, is Austin in points? 2,000 and something. <laughs> okay. All right. Now, Brent's, Brent's, Brent's laughed to field a couple of times. Yeah, Brent, Brent more or less cheated. Oh, that explains it. I just okay. don't know how yet. Because he picked dudes. He picked back-to-back winners of guys that never should have won. Uh, it was about the luckiest thing that's ever happened to anybody in the history of anything. Yeah, it was pretty lucky. Yeah. So, But I did it. But you did. So we're still trying to catch up. But nonetheless, those are the golf picks. Brian Milton, we got cash or trash it or what? We do have cash it or trash it. Do you want to explain to Brent and the audience real quick? Uh, yeah, I can do that. So here's how it's going to go, Brent. We've got some uh, – Brian Middleton is going to present you with a sports or potentially non-sports uh, topic. By the way, that music you hear is just a music bed. It does not mean go to commercial break, so don't worry about that. Um, and if you agree with the take – you say cash it. If you disagree, you say trash it, and then you have to defend your argument either way. We'll go back and forth. Brian will give you one. You'll do it. Then I'll take one, and we'll go back and forth. it work for you? Let's go. All right, Brent. First up, the NL West is the best division in baseball. <sighs> cash it. Tell them to bring me my money. You care to defend yourself? Uh, it's just uh, you look at the bottom feeder teams right now. I think they're right around 500 without me looking at the standings. The Dodgers are the Dodgers. They're excellent. San Francisco is always going to hang around as well. And uh, like I said, and the Padres are playing better without Fernando Tatis Jr. than I thought people. I think people would would think they would. So uh, yeah, three heavy and actually some depth to it because their bottom feeders don't stink like the rest of the divisions. It's a good take. What do we got, Brian? All right, Casey. Uh... You like this one. This will line up with uh, the fact that you hate Dallas already. Phoenix whipped up on the Mavericks last night by 30 points. Mm -hmm. Uh, This series is going to end on Thursday night with game six in Dallas. Uh, Yeah, cash it. Tell him to bring me my money. I love Luca. You're going to take some. You're Are you gonna, sure? Yeah, 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 yeah I'm yeah, sure. Right, Thanks right, for asking. Okay. Uh, I love Luca, but yeah, Phoenix is just better. We talked about it a, a little bit yesterday on OT. Uh, they're just better. Uh, Luca can't do it all on his own, and last night, Phoenix kind of whooped up on them, like you said. They're the better team. They'll get it done. I'd be surprised if they don't get it done in six, but they'll definitely get it done in seven. But for the point of the question, yeah, they get it done in six, and they move on uh, to the next round. All right. Hey, Brent. I'm going to keep it in the NBA for you, man. The Miami Heat beat Philadelphia by 35 points last night. They're going up three games to two in the series. This series is still going to go seven games. Ah, cash it. I agree. I thought you were going to go the other way. Time to bring me my money. Yeah, and here's why. Listen, I don't mind the one-off game that gets blown out. We've seen this, by the way. We've seen this in, in hockey. We've seen it in the NBA. You get a blowout, you go right back the other way. I think it's easier to forget a 35-point loss than it is to... Lose what you think you should have won, like Memphis did in game one and even in game four, I think that would have been. And so I actually think it's easier to rip up that tape, go back to the drawing board, and just go beat them and force a game seven. And I think it does happen. I like that. I like that. All right, Casey, I'm going to give you a baseball question. All right. The Braves are 14 and 17 to start the season. Mm-hmm. Still a long way to go. But you're confident that they will make the playoffs this season barring a catastrophic injury. I'm I'm not confident, so you can trash it. 
I picked them. I picked them to make the playoffs in the wild card. I do believe is how that played out because I had the Mets winning the division. But when I look at some of these other teams, there's three teams in the West that are really good. I still believe in the Cardinals. Uh, I do believe in the Brewers, and I believe in the Mets. So that's one too many teams. I don't know what the deal with the Braves is. Uh, not enough pitching, I would say. Matt Olson hasn't been great. They need some help. Obviously, Acuna's going to provide that, but I can't confidently sit here and tell you the defending champs are going to make the playoffs once again. Okay. Brent Martineau, Jacksonville Jaguars. Way too early predictions, okay? So Marvin Jones, uh, you may have heard of him, led the team with 73 catches for 832 yards last season. Tell me this. The Jags will have a receiver with 100-plus catches and at least 1,000 yards this upcoming season. Trash it. Oh, wow. With conviction. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you're tra- you're asking me to buy into something that just like, like, I don't think that's been done since Jimmy. And maybe at the earliest 2005, but like, I don't think Allen Robinson had, uh, maybe, did he have over 100 catches? He did have 1,400 yards. Maybe he did. I don't think he did, though, for some reason. I got to go back and check that out. 100 catches and over 1,000 yards. 1,000 yards can happen. 100 catches is a lot harder. And who is the main guy? Is it Kirk? Is it Marvin Jones? They're going to use the tight ends. I don't think, listen, look at the Doug Peterson offense, and they don't throw to the wide receiver all the time, even when they win the Super Bowl. They highlight the tight ends. They'll highlight the running backs. They'll spread it around. So getting to 100 catches, hard thing to do in this Doug Peterson offense, and I think with these receivers. All right, guys, I see we're going to be coming up on a break. So that's it. Or cash it or trash it. By the way, Brent, 80 catches that year for A Rob. 1,400 so, so, yards on 80 catches. Yeah, what was the, so what's that? 60, 15, 16 a catch? 17 and a half. Wow. That's crazy. I mean, that was an insane year. 80 catches. That means Marvin Jones had more catches than Allen Robinson that year. And far less yards. 600 less yards. <laughs> and far less touchdowns. 10 less. 600 less yards. Why do you guys say far less? Because it was far less. I don't. <laughs> that's crazy. That's, that's a crazy thing, man. I, wow. I, I mean, maybe we don't celebrate that Allen Robinson year enough. No, we don't. I can promise you, we don't. Just looking at it, that's insane. I like that would be such a good trivia question because like nobody would believe that. Like outside of Jacksonville, wow. that he had that kind of year and they won like two games. By the way, uh, you just asked for predictions, Brian Middleton. Tomorrow on the show, remember we set this up, Casey. You don't usually do the record for the team until the schedule comes out. We will do that on Friday. But because I don't think it really matters that much, why do we wait so much for the schedule to come out to do this? Tomorrow we do the before the schedule record of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, that's right. And then Friday we see if it changes at all in our minds. That's right. Is this a psychological warfare thing? I like it. I like it too. Okay. We'll save that for tomorrow. It's a tease for the people. Get in your psyche tomorrow, people. I'll come with it. I'll come and, with that heat. And for the next hour on Action Sports XOT, it's Brian Middleton. It's Casey Kurtz. I'll be uh, at a couple of ball games tonight. Uh, Marcel Robinson, Olivia Tassley, too. I think we'll have a half a dozen games for you tonight on Action Sports Jacks on the high school scene. Plus, UNF softball, thanks uh, to them for having us out. They win today in the A-Sun tournament. Back at it tomorrow at 10 a.m. So come on out and check out a very good Osprey team. Just won its 40th game of this season. Have a good night, everybody. See you on TV. Back at it tomorrow. I think at Eagle Landing Golf Course is where I will be. Action Sports Shacks OT next with Casey and Brian on ESPN 690.